Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 15th of December. In your squiz today, getting closer to crossing the ditch, heavy rain and flooding for the East Coast, a doctor in the White House, and valet to a master spy novelist. This is your squiz today. Good news for those interested in the two-way trans-Tasman travel bubble. It could be a go in the first quarter of 2021. Before I grab my passport, Claire, how's it all going to work? Pretty much what it means is that we could go to New Zealand and not have to quarantine on arrival and come home and not quarantine. Same with Kiwis. They can come here and get home again without that quarantine fuss. And, of course, what Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister, said yesterday in opening up the possibility that that could happen, she said that New Zealanders desperately need a break. And I think there's plenty of Aussies (laughs) who do too would absolutely feel that way as well. It's all going to be dependent on no outbreaks, of course. 28 days without community transmission would be one of the requirements of the bubble staying open, according to New Zealand PM Jacinda Ardern. The key to something like that is, of course, a good track and trace system. The first bubble was shelved due to Victoria's second outbreak, and there's been a parliamentary inquiry going on into that, of course, looking into how that situation developed. What's the latest there? What that inquiry found with that report being released yesterday is that the state had a really manual data process for virus testing and for tracing, and that system saw it very easily overwhelmed as new cases grew. It was all to do with the resistance of picking up a big new tech system, and they eventually did that, and that inquiry found that Victoria's systems are now fully digitised and that the state is better prepared to deal with any future outbreak. It then, of course, raises the question of other international travel. But if we look at the Northern Hemisphere, they're heading into winter, of course, and cases are continuing to rise in a lot of countries. Germany, for instance, has just announced a hard lockdown as their daily case numbers hit 20,000. Their Chancellor Angela Merkel has been working really hard with the government uh, and with the community across Germany to try and stage restrictions so that there wasn't this hard lockdown. But as you say, those cases continue to rise. So a hard lockdown on Wednesday will happen. All non-essential businesses will close. Uh, They have put arrangements in place so that small family groups can get together on Christmas Day and the couple of days before and after. But that lockdown will remain in place until the 10th of January. Uh, Also looking at its first lockdown is South Korea. It's had a lot of success during this pandemic in being one of the bigger nations that have been able to to not go down that path of hard restrictions. Uh, And overnight, we hear that London is one of several areas of England that's going to see harsher restrictions put in place this week. There's a new fast-spreading strain of the virus that's been detected there that is worrying officials. Looking now at the weather situation in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales, Clare, huge amounts of rain in those areas over the weekend and yesterday has led to some flooding and the strong winds and king tides have been likened to a Category 1 cyclone by the Bureau of Meteorology. Yes, some places that have been really battered in the last few days. Looking at Byron Bay, there were lots of pictures coming out Mm. of there yesterday. Trees and retaining walls toppling into the ocean. That coastline was pounded with eight metre 
the waves. So there's some worrying erosion there. The good news is conditions are set to ease today and early tomorrow. The weather system that's brought all this on is going to move south after heading inland. Uh, It's going to hit Victoria with some heavy rain later this week, but then it's going to do a U-turn and come back into New South Wales. So it's a tricky one. Could be a wet and rainy Christmas on the way for those in New South Wales. Over to the US now and an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal on the incoming First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, caused a bit of a stir yesterday, Claire, and I'll quote the first paragraph here. Madam First Lady, Mrs. Biden, Jill, kiddo, a bit of advice on what may seem like a small but I think is not an unimportant matter. Any chance you might drop the doctor before your name? Dr. Jill Biden sounds and feels fraudulent, not to say a touch comic. That's the quote. It touched a bit of a nerve. Dr. Jill Biden has a doctorate in education, which she received from the University of Delaware. It has. And writer and academic Joseph Epstein, who wrote that piece, says that his point was about PhDs using the doctor uh, title, that he said that it's a touch pretentious. Uh, Also, the Wall Street Journal's editorial editor, Paul Giddett, said that, look, disagree with him. That's fair enough. Uh, But his paper wasn't going to stop publishing provocative essays. For Dr. Biden's part, she said that uh, together uh, they want to build a world where accomplishments of our daughters are celebrated rather than diminished. And that really does take in the reaction that came from that piece, uh, that it was targeted at her as a woman and trying to undermine her accomplishments. Uh, It seems like an interesting hill for the Wall Street Journal to die on as the Biden administration prepares to take office later this month, but that's what they've done. Renowned spy novelist John le Carre has died aged 89 from pneumonia. Some of his best-known works include The Spy Who Came In From The Cold and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, to name a couple. He was the man responsible for taking that spy novel and really elevating it to literature. He was celebrated yesterday for exploring the gap between the West's high-flown rhetoric of freedom and the gritty reality of defending it. Later in his life, he did continue to write and he spoke out about about Big Pharma, uh, particularly their activities in Africa. He also talked about the war on terror and Brexit. Uh, What he was remembered for yesterday was being an undisputed giant of English literature. I didn't realise that he also wrote The Night Manager, which went on to be made into a TV series that you and I both really enjoyed, Claire. Yeah, it's a favourite of ours, isn't it? It's a good Mm. one. Australian singer Cody Simpson, often known as the Australian Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus's ex-boyfriend as well, has apparently qualified for the Olympic swimming trials, Claire. That's quite the talent crossover. He was a very talented swimmer, apparently, in his childhood. He was a national age champion and he said that he had this yearning to return to the pool and that 2020 was the year to do that. He's been training for about the last five months and in an Instagram post yesterday, he said, that going back to the pool and putting that hard work in has seen him qualify to compete in the 100 metres butterfly at the Olympic trials in June 21. He's still a couple of seconds off actually being able to make the team, Mm. but he said that it was a pretty big accomplishment for him. Well, good for him. 
All right. Speaking of singers and songwriters, each day the subject line of the Squiz Today email is a song lyric that relates to something in the news. We often talk about it, what it is in the podcast. What have you got for us today? Uh, I've gone for a lyric from a Taylor Swift song from her Folklore album, which of course mm-hmm. was released this year. And the lyric is, don't call me kid. Oh, one for the Wall Street Journal opinion writer. You can call her doctor though. Dr. Jill Biden. Exactly. That's all from us today. Don't forget to jump into your Squiz Today email to see what's under the Squizmas tree today. Plenty of presents left to be unwrapped before the end of the week. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. Are you?